Okay, yeah, Shkaya. Okay. Fine, so, um, so again, getting back into the sugya, so we've been talking about how to, how to be zaycha that one's tefillahs are on the skabel. And so the way to do that, Rabbi Nachman has been telling us, was by building the inyan of chen, connecting to those two letters of ches and nun, and the avayda of ches and nun. And when you accomplish that avayda of ches and nun, so Mela, the Rabbana Shalom looks at you with chen. Again, oisius, you know, that's, that's the oilmas, the actual letters, the neshamas, the avayda of ches and nun, and elokus, the Rabbana Shalom's way of of gazing upon you and relating to you in that way, that way of chen. So when a person has chen, then your tefillahs are neskabel. So we, that's what we spoke about, that the side of chen, the side of chen means to be able to experience atzilas, to be able to connect to, uh, to uh, that world of elikus through the lavush, through the garments of this world. In other words, to see everything in this world as a mashal ba'alma, as just a parable for the Rabbanu Shalom's communication to you. And we spoke about this, that in Torah, that's Pinimis Torah, that's why Kabbalah is called Chen, Chach Minesteres. In Kabbalah, Pinimis Torah is all about taking the language of this world and seeing them and using it just as a mashal for Elokos. The only sugya that exists in Pinimis Torah is the Rabbanu Shalom. That's the only sugya. Everything else is just, just different ways of relating to that one, one sugya, which is Elokos. And everything is just a mashal. And, and in Pinimis Torah, it's it's all the entire sugya that you're learning about. It's all b'derech mashal. It's all b'derech mashal. So that's 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 in Torah. And avodas Hashem means a person walking around life and going through experiences in life and not asking why does this happen to me? What's going on? Complaining, fetching. Mm-hmm. It's about understanding that it's, that everything is the rabbanu shalom communicating to you, and all the rabbanu shalom says is I love you and I want you to come closer to me. And that's basically sachakal of of what the sugya of life is. So the sugi of Torah of Chain is Elokos. The sugi of life in, from a Chain away is the Rabbanu Shalom asking you to come close to him. And, that's, uh, and everything is just a mashal. Everything else is just a parable and just packaging to be able to hear that call of Hashem. And that's all, that's all there is. That, is. that is Chain. Now the last thing we spoke about at the end of last week's year was that that in, that, that, uh, in order to allow ourselves to turn all of this world, so to speak, into a mushal for, for elikus, in other words, to convert this world to a healthy letter nun, right, that the nun should be, which is malchus, this world, that it should be a package and a way in which one accesses the letter ches, which is the uh, chachma and so on. So there's, that's the battleground between Yaakov and Esav, these parashias, that Yaakov Avinu means this world being seen as a moshal for Elikos, whereas Esav looks at this world as an independent entity, something that, you know, uh, that he wants to have and he wants to have control of, and it's its own, it, it's his own malchus. The malchus of Kedusha is a malchus that sees itself as just an empty shell, whereas the malchus of the Sitrach or of Esav sees itself as its, own, as its own entity. Now, the last thing we saw from Rabbi Nachman is that in order to enter into the malchus of Yaakov and destroy and dismantle the Malchus of Esav, one has to learn Torah B'Kayach. One has to learn Torah B'Kayach. So it's very vague, and Rav Nachman himself doesn't really give more than just that sentence. What does it mean learning Torah B'Kayach? So there's all different ways of interpreting it. The way that we were suggesting last week is in the following. If, 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 if the Malchus of Yaakov means Torah Sanister, 
right? Because that's that's when the thing the, the, the words of this world are are, are mamish and mashal for elokus. So the battleground of Esav means you have to go into his territory to conquer him and to dismantle his malchus. That means Taras and Nigla. And Taras and Nigla, learning halacha and learning Nigla Satayra, Rabbi Nachman is telling us that that's where you, where, where, where the, the, the place of Mulchama is. That's the strength that we have to actually mm-hmm. conquer Esav. So this is a, is a big aside in all the Samarak Taishim that in, in, in Nistar, when a person is engaged in Chesidus and, and Pneumus Satayra, that's not necessarily the place of the battleground. That's not the place of Muhammad. That's already you're entering into that zone of Yaakovin or the Malchus of Kedusha of Chain. That's Chain. But if a person, but, very, but there is still the Malchus of Esav, and very often the Malchus of Esav, you know, it has to be dismantled in order to enter into the Malchus of Yaakov. So you have to enter into that battleground, that territory of Esav, and dismantle it from within. And so what that looks like would be to enter into that place that would, that, uh, um, that seems to be very much about you, about your own power and kaiches, uh, but Adarab, you're using your kaiches and you're using your power ultimately in a way to get the Yaakov Avinu to return to the Malchus of Kedusha. So we explain that that's what it means to when a person learns Nigla, especially when a person learns Nigla, the Ian, in depth, where you're using your creativity and your own ideas, you're coming up with your own answer, your own tarots, that's very, uh, your own malchus, that's, that, that sounds like Esav, that's very Esav. Esav goes to Yitzchak Avinu and says, how do you give my of Tevin? So, uh, you know, Papulum like that. Yaakov Avinu wasn't talking to, Yaak- to Yitzchak about, uh, about Inyanim like that, but that's what Esav does. So when a person, the, the avoid of learning, of learning, of learning Nigla, Befrat, Befrat the Ian, where it's an expression of your own individual kaiches and desire to accomplish and to conquer and to understand. But at the end of the day, the, but, but in, the, in its core, it's L'Shem Shemaim, and you're doing it ultimately for the purposes of eventually finding that Malchus of Yaakov to enter into that place of Chain, then that's called conquering the territory of Esau. So Esau lets you in because he thinks that you're on his side. Oh, you just want to know more and accomplish more and think, and you also want to figure out how to give Maestro of Tevin, so he'll let you, he lets you in. But at the end of the day, while you're learning, and why you're learning, is ultimately to be Davik Tashem and to connect to Rabbanu Shloylam, and to, and, to, and to somehow get into that place of just uh, complete Bittal Tashem. And this is why in, in Chesidus, the Baltanya and other Svarim, they, 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 they focus very, very much that when a person is learning, to always remind themselves as much as possible as long as it's not mamish taken away from your learning so much, but to remind yourself as much as possible of why you're learning that all, and, and to sort of weave humility into the context of your learning. That's what, again, remember I, I said last week, the mice with Rebach Bear, right? That he's giving a huge cheer to become a big Rosh Hashiva and the Bacher slugs, you know, asked the Kasha and I'm sure Rebach Bear could have just given a sophisticated answer that was over the kid's head to sort of just, you know, just to move on. But Rebach Bear knew that it wouldn't be famous. So he said, you know, not finished. Close, close the Gemara. Shear's over. Unsuccessful. Unsuccessful. That's mamish. That's what it looks like to mamish be in Asa's territory. Over, you know, you come up with own ideas, creativity, your own zach, own, 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 my thing, I have to understand, I have to understand. But in its, in its core, what's revealed is what? It was, it was all about the Rabbanish. So that's what it means to learn Torah B'Kayach in a way of dismantling the world of Asa. Again, to dismantle the world of Asa means you have to be in his territory. You have to engage in his language. And his language is a language of yesh, language of somethingness, not the language of nothingness. So you have to engage in that language of somethingness, 
But at the end of the day, in its core, what you're doing and your Iker motivation is nothingness. Is nothingness. This is why, um, not, maybe this is already B'derach I'm not sure. But you know, one of the great Rosh Hashivas from uh, recent times that was the sort of, to a certain degree, by the Litvisha world in Eretz Yisrael especially, was like the leader of all the, the yeshivas was Rabshach, right? Rabshach is the Zechon Levrach Zetzal. So by Rabshach, so everyone knows that it was like, everyone, like all the yeshivas in Eretz Yisrael especially, oh, Rabshach was the, the Manik Hadar, the Tzadik Hadar, the Gadol Hadar, the Rosh Hashiva. And everyone knows that Rabshach was screaming, Manish screaming, that everyone is learning wrong. Everyone's learning it correctly. All the yeshivas learned three blot uh, a whole year, right? And it's like, you know, ninth graders that don't know, you know, that when it, uh, Tyson's quotes are Ravino Victor, it's not Ravino Victor Miller, you know what I'm saying? Like, the, the kid doesn't hop that and they're learning of Shmuel, you know what I'm saying? So the, 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 the kids are not learning, they don't know how to learn, they don't have any ideas, they're not going through anything, they're just like being methodical, coming up with Chedushim, a tenth grader doesn't know how to read a, a Tyson's, is uh, having a Chabura and he's saying Shtukoch The whole thing is upside down and inside out. And so Shach was screaming, everyone has to learn Bekis, so you have to learn Shas, Shas and Paiskin. That's what Talmud Chacham always was and always will be, someone that knows Shas and Paiskin. But yet, so the hell is, no one listened to him, right? And they still don't listen to him, but Kaddish, 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 right? Shach is a man it's a tzaddik hador, but no one's listening to him. So what's Pshat? I don't know, okay, you can be pessimistic about it and say, see, it's all just, uh, you know, when you, when, you're, when you say the person's a tzaddik, it's all just uh, lip service. You could, you could be pessimistic like that, or you could be a little bit more pessimistic. And maybe the whole world is becoming Rav Nachman Zachasim. And, 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 and what we're seeing is that before Mashiach comes, again, Mashiach means the return of Malchus Beis David, which Rav Nachman in this Torah is being Malvish, that Malchus Beis David means the establishment of Tefillah, of Tefillah. And Rav Nachman said, in order to have Tefillah, you have to have Chayn. And in order to have Chayn properly, you have to dismantle the Malchus of Esav. And to dismantle the Malchus of Esav, you have to be Isaac B'Tayr B'Kayach. And what does it mean, Tayr B'Kayach? It means... Ian, yay, to, to, to engage, to engage in, in, in a Torah that's focused on, that's, that seems on the outside to be in that arena of Yesh. See, even within Nigla, the difference between the Kiyas and Ian is very much oriented to this. Those, those Tzadikim that are more oriented towards Said and Chain, Chachmanisteris, usually push Bekiyas. Usually push Bekiyas. Because even when you're learning Nigla, when you're doing Bekiyas, there's more Bittal. There's more Bittal in that. You know, it's like I once asked Roselic Epstein, you know, it was a poor man, I mentioned this before, I asked Roselic, I said, how is it possible, like in Volozhin, and you know, the, the, these yeshivas, they would go through shots. Like, how is it possible? You, you get stuck on the places out. So Roselic told me, he said, we had a, a big Eitzah. The Eitzah was when we got to Akasha, we said, Tzarechin, and we went right there. And that was the, uh, that was the schooler that we had. So, Bikiyas requires a certain level of bittel, a certain level of ayin, of like, it's, you know, okay, so I don't understand, I go vaita, I trust the chacham, I trust the tzaddikim. What does ian mean? Ian means I don't accept that, because I have to understand. So, right before Mashiach comes, we have this amazing phenomenon that was, that's going on in the world today, which is, the yeshiva <coughs> world, and the curriculum in the yeshivas is like hyper-focused on ian, that, that by many places, Rachman al-Atzlan, a person that actually goes through Masechtas is like a Loyotzluch, right? So it's like Mamish, like Ian. But then on the other hand, you have an, another revolution that's happening, which is like Pnimi Satara. And there it's Israel, there's like, uh, I, guess I was speaking to someone, uh, a big person, tell me, like, there's, there's, maybe people don't know it, but there's thousands and thousands of, of Kol Yungalite that are learning Pnimi Satara, some on their own, some in a little bit more of an open way. So there's these like two, two, mm-hmm. 
two revolutions taking place. A revolution against the, 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 the usual way of learning Nigla, which always was, which was Kavr Mesechtas, Shas and Paiskin. And now, the, now the, the focus is like just, like Ian, answer every possible question you could come up with. And another revolution, which is we're going to be young and learn Kabbalah. So, uh, so it seems like those two worlds are like fighting with each other, because usually the, the guys that are learning through Bloody Year look at the, you know, they're not Isaac and Kabbalah, and the, and the Kabbalah are saying, you know, the key is too much Yeshus in Nigla. But the truth is, they're working together. Because that's what Rabbi Nachman is telling us. That there's an Indian of, that in order to return, to get Malchus Pesel, which is Mashiach, you need Chain, that's Chachman Esteris, but you also need to, people dismantling Malchus of Esav, which means to learn Tarbakayach. But this is the Nakuda. Those that are learning Tarbakayach, which is always, all, everyone has to learn Tarbakayach, we, ha, we ha, always have to make sure that ultimately at the end of the day, we're doing L'Shem Shemayim, and ultimately it doesn't, uh, it doesn't come from a negative place, Chas Vashon, but it's about dismantling the of Esau, so you have, to, you have to engage in that language. By the way, just a little bit, a little bit um, in parentheses, to give a little bit of a, of a Kabbalistic uh, context and Lashon. So until now, what we've been saying was, just to give the little Lashonness, that the letter Ches, if you remember, letter Ches, that was that universe of Atzil, of, of, of Elikus, that's called Atzilus. And then there's this world, there's this world, which is the worlds of Bria, of Bria, Yitzira, Nasiya, or Bia. And that and chain means that this world of Bri, Yitzhia, are just a mushal, just a packaging, so to speak, to engage and experience Atzilus. Whereas the Malchus of Esav looks at Bia, at Bri, Yitzhia, as an independent entity, and uh, God is the, the creator of all of this, but ultimately our universe, we're, we're something. So in... in, in so in, in Kabbalah we're taught that those aren't just two different perspectives of Bri, Yitzhi, and Asiya. These are actually two different dimensions of Bri, Yitzhi, and Asiya. Again, just in the language of the Mekubalim, because Mashiach's coming, so I might as well get familiar with the terms. So by the Mekubalim, the language, the, 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 there's, there's, one, there's a dimension of, of this world which is, defunct, which is, which is a mushal to Elokos, a packaging for Atzilos, and that's called... That's called Briyat Yitzira Nasiya of Atzilus, which makes sense, right? So in other words, um, is, it's this world, but, there, but, but there's, a, there's a side of it, there's a dimension of it, where all it is is just a, a mushal for Atzilus. And then there's a more chitzanistic layer to Briyat Yitzira Nasiya, which is called Briyat Yitzira Asiya Hatachtainem, which is this world as, so to speak, experienced as an independent entity. And so this is this is this is the, the Asak. When a person is learning Chain, Isaac and Primi Satira, then you're again you're using the language of this world, but it's all Badarh Mashal for Atsilas. That means that you're being involved in Bri Tsirasiya of Atsilas. Whereas if you're learning Nigla, which is that domain which which Asav, you know, you know, seems to have uh, control over, that domain that 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 seems that looks at this world as a dover yesh, as a something, and but Adaraba by learning Tarbakaikh means you're going into that place and engaging in what would seem to be an independent effort of like your own power, your own energy, and your own ideas. But at the end of the day, that's called Bri Yitzir Asi Hatachtainim. But if you're doing it Lashem Shemayim and you're doing it with Bittal and with humility in order to be Mekayim Mitzvah Hashem and to, and to ultimately, ultimately be Zaycha to get to the Malchus of Yaakov Avinu, it means what you're doing ultimately is bringing Atzilus, 
not only in the Bria Yitzira Asiya of Atzilas, but you're bringing Atzilas even into Bria Yitzira Asiya HaTachtayna. You follow? So you're expanding the territory of Elokos. That you're turning everything into the Malchus of Yaakov Avinu, into the Malchus of Hashem, not only Bia of Atzilas, which naturally is inclined to be just a vehicle for Atzilas, but even Bia Tachtayna, which is naturally inclined to be its own independent entity. But by learning Torah B'Kayach, which means that you're entering to that space of Bihat Tachtayna, which means a space of your own ideas, your own ingenuity, your own creativity, your own uh, somewhat seemingly sense of independence, but Afal Pekin, you're, you're using all those tools to figure out Ratzon Hashem, and you're trying to figure out what Hashem wants, and ultimately that's your guiding light. So that means that you're, that you're then converting Bihat Tachtayna also into a vehicle to eventually get to Atzilas, to eventually get to Elikos. And so the model, what's happening is, is that you're basically expanding, expanding the territory of Atzilas, that, ter- that Atzilas encompasses, that, that everything is ultimately in that Malchus of, of the Rabbani Shalom. You follow? Again, I'm just giving you the, 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 the Kabbalah Shprach. Okay? Very good, very good, very good. That's where the brachas come from. It's really the Nachshav Kol Yaakov. Exactly, exactly. So let's let's now take a look inside the next paragraph. So so far, it's good so far. Again, until now, again, I'm, I'm talking about it. B'tyrus, in, in Tyra, this is the way I'm thinking it. You know, again, Chain is Pnimis Tyra, and the territory of the and. And learning Torah the Malchus of the, the territory of Bia Hatachtoinim, which Esav has his flag on, but we have to take out his flag and put our flag. That's called learning Torah. That, that's called Nigla, and that's in Befrat Bein. But even outside of the context of learning Torah, but it's uh, even in Avodas Hashem, it's the same. It's the same way. For example, again, like I said, the example before, a person that's chendik in their avayda means that they go through life, and the question is, what is Rabbi Hashem telling me? Right? Everything is just a muscle for what Hashem is telling me. But then there's also another dimension, which is, let's say you don't have the maichin for that. Like, if you're in a headspace where you can think like that, that Hashem is just talking to me, that means that you're existing in biyah vatzilas. Right? That's what that means. It means you're existing in that space of biyah vatzilas, and therefore you can... You can you could think of this world as just a muscle for Hashem's communication to you. But sometimes your head's not there. Sometimes your head is mamish like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm in biyatach Sometimes your head is, I can't think about what Hashem is talking to me. I'm just, uh, I'm just trying to function. I'm just trying to get through the day. So that means that at that moment, you're in a space that's called biyatach And biyatach is a place where the flag of Esav is. So then your avayda is, to learn Tarbakayach. What does it mean to learn Tarbakayach when you're not actually learning? It means to go throughout your day and make sure that you keep halach properly, that you follow Shulchan Aruch, and you do the best you can to be a good Jew. And the guiding light in your life at those moments is maybe not what is Hashem telling me because I don't have the maichin for that, but at least the guiding light of my life is that, that I want to make sure that what I accomplished today is in line with Ratzon Hashem. And that's also entering into Esau's territory of Biyatachtainim, where it's about my life and what I'm accomplishing in my day, but at least in its core, in its root, the guiding light behind my schedule and behind what I'm, what I'm saying and what I'm doing is ultimately in order to, to make sure that I keep Ratzon Hashem and, and I do Ratzon Hashem. You follow that? So, so it's also, that, that's also what it means. So again, this is, this is always the difference. If a person has Maikin, 
and you're able to experience life as Hashem communicating to you, that means that you're in a place of chayim, which is gewaldic. But if you don't have the meichen for that, and you're just going through life feeling as an independent entity, just, you know, making a life for yourself, that means yet you're in biyat But that's an opportunity. Because at that moment when you're in biyatachtainim, the opportunity is dismantle the malchus of Esav. In order to dismantle his malchus, you have to go into his territory. So that's where you are. You're in his territory. It means Hashem has taken away your moichen of biyatachtainim, and he's put you in that place of biyatachtainim where you just feel like a regular guy just going through your thing and just trying to, you know, to accomplish in the world. So then you have to realize that that's your mission. But at its core, at its root, remember and remind yourself why you're doing all of it. That's all. That, that's one of the biggest eights in Avadis Hashem. Is just through when it, when you have meichin, so it's klaldik. But most of the time, a person doesn't have meichin, and you're in a biatachdainim, and you're just trying to, you know, to be a, you know, uh, make your own decisions. V'chulu v'chulu. You're not trying to hear any messages from Hashem. You're you're making your own messages. That's fine. Person, there's there's, there's, there's times like that. But at least remind yourself every once in a while. Just like in learning nigla, you remind yourself why you're learning. So, so to when you're in business and you're handling and you're doing things of this world, remind yourself why you're doing it. Rav Nassim writes this in a few places also, B'Shem Rabbi Nachman, that it's a very, very big thing that if a person just to remind themselves frequently throughout the day, why are you doing this? Like, why are you trying to make a living? Like, why are you trying to raise a family? Like, why? Just why? Just answer that question of why and then continue doing what you're doing. Because you understand what that means. That means that you're in the territory of Biyatachta, and you're in the Malchus of Esau, which means that you're, you're going to work, and, and you're not uh, thinking of the Rabbanu Shalom talking to you through work, whatever, you're just going to work. So you're in the Malchus of Esau, you're in that place of Yesh. That's... But you remind yourself why you're doing it, and then when you're in the territory of Esau, you're, you're, without him realizing it, you're replacing his flag with, with Yaakov in his flag. Okay. Let's go on further. Okay, Vaidezes, or to uh, the second paragraph on the left column. <clears throat> okay, so now, in the, the, now Rabbi Nachman brings us to the very, the very uh, last piece of the puzzle, which is that all of this, being zaychet techein, then results in your davening being accepted, right? That's the last piece of the puzzle. So now we have chain. We know how to get the chayin. You have to dismantle Malchus of Esav, and you dismantle his Malchus. Then you're able to get to that Malchus of Yaakov Inu. You go through life of learning Torah of being like a regular guy, just reminding yourself why you do what you do, with Shem Shemaim as much as possible. And then the Malchus of Esav is dismantled, and then you can be zaycha from there to go to the Malchus of Yaakov Inu, and you'll be zaycha to Meichen, and the Meichen, and, you, and you'll be able to see the, see this world as the Rabbanu Shalom talking to you. So again, that's the ideal, that you get to a place of chayin, which is that you experience Torah like that, and you experience life like that, where it's not me, it's mamish, all the Rabbanu Shalom, and he's just talking to me, and guiding me, and telling me, uh, it's mamish, just him. That's what chayin means, said Rabbi Nachman, and through chayin, your tefillah is accepted. Right? That's the last piece of the puzzle. So it says Rabbi Nachman, Vaydez in Eskabon, Kol Tefillah, Sovakoshes. So through this Avaida, one is like that is davening is accepted. Kiikr, so he has this over. Kiikr, Mashain, Neskab, Mabakoshes, Umach, Mashain, Ladvarm, Chain. Again, the reason why davening is not accepted, like we saw in the first paragraph, is because the, the, because the words that you're saying, the person that's saying, it doesn't have Chain. And it doesn't enter into the heart of the one that you're asking from. As if there's no room in the heart of the one that you're asking from. Because of your request, because you don't have chen. 
So, in other words, again, when a person has chayin, so any any so anything that they ask from from someone else is accepted, as if there's room in that person's life in that person's heart for what you're asking for. We'll explain soon what he means with that. But again, through learning Torah, b'kayach shaydeis and eschabim and eskashim hanun vachas, which then leads you to be able to be zaycha to a proper healthy nun, which which is a packaging for ches. That's why Torah is called Yalas Chain, one that brings Chain. So now your words are Bechain. And now your words and your davening is accepted. Like someone that speaks with Chain. That the words enter into the heart of the one that's, that's being asked. Okay, so says Rabbi Nachman, the last piece of the puzzle of what of your tefillah being accepted and being and the and the Rabbanu like hearing what you're saying and so to speak having room in his heart for what you're asking for that's called a tough. Again, when the ches and come together, then you have a tough. The word tough, the word tough, literally means etching and making space for something. Like it says, through, through Chain, there's sort of space being carved out in Hashem's heart for what you're asking for. So it's like, without Chain, you're making a request and God's like, eh, I'm not interested today. But all, because, like, that's not, because what you're asking for is not, uh, is not speaking to Rabbanu Shalom. It's, it's, it, it's, it's not speaking to him. It's not coming from his heart. There's no place in Rabbanu Shalom's heart for it, so to speak. But when you have Chain... Then chayin then results in a tough, and a tough means that there's space being carved out in Hashem's heart. And now all of a sudden, when you make the request, Hashem feels it. You know, there's a. It resonates. It resonates. That's called a tough. So it comes out that through chayin, you carved out space in the heart of the one that you're asking from. That your word should enter the heart. And your bakasha should be answered. And that opening, that, uh, that carving out of space, that's called the letter Tav. That's the meaning. So you have Chain. And then from Chain, there's an additional Tav that, that comes out. And that's called Nachas. Divri Chachamim, those that are Chachamim, and those that are, that are connected to Ches, because they had a healthy nun to get there. Divri Chachamim benachas nishmayim. Their words are heard by Hashem with the sight of Nachas. Hainu bechinas chenanal v'atofanal. V'ayteizeh nasa oisiz nachas v'oz nishmayim dvor v'neskav v'akishasa. Okay, so let me, let me try for just a few minutes to try to little, little, open up this the, the, the deepest of all sugyas is this last little piece. How is it that Chain results in the words being being accepted. Okay, so here's the Nakuda. Until now, the whole Avaid of Chayin has been oriented, the, the, the entire Avaid of Chayin that we've been talking about can be summed up with one word, which is, well, maybe two words, okay. Ayin and Bittal. Ayin and Bittal. What is the, who are you and what is the world around you in that Avaid of Chayin? Nothing. It's not me, Bechlal. The world around me is just a muscle. It's all the Rabbanish, it's all Atsilas, it's just the Rabbanish. So who is me is nothing. So, what the, so, so that, that's called Ayin. 
<clears throat> and in order to get to that place of Ayin, you had to dismantle the Malchus of Esav, which is Yesh. So here's, here's the model. The model is a person comes into the world, and you're born in this world, and you take the world seriously, and you take yourself very seriously. That means that you're born in the Malchus of Esav. That's called Yesh. But then what's the Avayda? You have to dismantle that Malchus. You have to dismantle that Malchus. You have to be Zaycha, to be Mavatl, your Yeshes, to nullify yourself, to nullify the world, and to reorient yourself to realize that there's Bechlal, no me, there's no world, all there is is the Rabbani Shalom, everything's a Mashal to Hashem, it's just Hashem talking, that's all of Metzias. So you, you start off as Yesh, but that's uh, an Ace of the Yesh, and then you're Zaycha to Ayin, that's called Chayn. But then what happens? Here's the amazing thing. What happens then is that you go back to Yesh. But not to the false, immature ace of Diki Yesh that you started from. Then what happens is, in that, in that emptiness, so to speak, that you've created for yourself by nullifying yourself and realizing this was just Hashem, then the Matana, what the Rabbana Hashem responds is, oh wow, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to give you, I'm going to invest, says the Rabbana Hashem, my Yesh, into you. In other words, when you come into this world, we come with a full sense of yesh. Like there's a somebody. You look in the mirror, there's a somebody. But the truth is, the only real somebody that exists is God. So the, how do you, the, the ultimate tachlis, the ultimate tachlis is not to be nothing. The ultimate tachlis is for the Rabbanishon to be mislabish, for the Rabbanishon to be enclosed within you. is to look in the mirror. Here's the, here's the process. You start in this world, you look in the mirror, what do you see? Something, but a, a piece of a fleshy something. Then you have to go through the avoid of chain, which is you look in the mirror, you see nothing. But when you when you've now hollowed yourself out from a, a false yesh, an unhealthy an ace of yesh, and you've got to that place where you look in the mirror and you see nothing, then the rebbeinu's response is, okay, now I'm going to give you the real something. I'm going to allow you to look in the mirror, and you're going to see yourself, but you're going to realize that who are you. Who you are is the chelik al kamim al mamish. Who you are is a piece of the of the divine. Who you are is a, is is the rabbanu shem himself kviyachol in this world. So the process in avodas Hashem is you start off as yesh, and you have to get to ayin. But when you get to ayin, then the rabbanu shem gives you of matana a gift from above, which is a yesh amiti, a real true sense of somethingness. And this is what it means. This is the final piece of the puzzle. The final piece of the puzzle is that your davening is accepted. Why? Why is your davening accepted? Because your words find space in Hashem's heart. What does it mean that when a person has chen, that everything they request is accepted? When someone has chen and they ask a question of you, you know what it feels like? It feels like that's something that you want all of a sudden. You know, when someone asks you something and it's about them, so it's like, okay, maybe I'll say yes, maybe I won't say yes. But if a person has chen and they're coming to me, if that then what happens is automatically this strange phenomenon is that what they're asking for is actually something that I want. It's almost as if the person is just a, a, a reflection of me. Where my something, where me, my somethingness is contained in that person. And his requests are my requests. This is, the, this is what it means that your davening is accepted. Only after, so again, a person starts, why, so the same thing with the Rabbani Shalom. Why is it that the davening, the davening of a Jew that has chen is accepted? It's because when a person has chen, it means he's nothing. But when, you're, when you get to that place of nothing, then the Rabbani Shalom says, no, 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 you're a part of me now. You're a part of me now. And now you're a mamish of something. 
And if you're a part of the Rabbanu Shalom, now every request you make is the Rabbanu Shalom's request. And it's as if the Rabbanu Shalom is davening. It's as if the Rabbanu Shalom is, is reminding himself in his own heart of what he wants. So whatever God wants, he's going to do. What you want, he might not do. But what God wants, he's going to do. But the Eitz is to make yourself just an extension of God. When you make yourself just an extension of God, then automatically everything you want is what God wants. How do you make yourself an extension? To be an extension of God means that you're a something. But now you're the greatest something that ever was. How do you get to that place of somethingness? So you have to first dismantle your full sense of something, enter that space of chen, which is nothing, and now that you're nothing, now you can be a real something. And this is the side of what Rabbi Nachman is talking about, from chen to nachas. What does it mean when a person says, I want nachas? Nachas is a funny thing when people, when you didn't talk, uh, say like that. Nachas is like, I want my kids to be successful in school because it gives me nachas. What does that mean? It's like when they do on the test, it's kilo I'm doing on the test. Their pleasure is my pleasure. That's the side of Nachas. So you have, a, this, this, is the mo, this is the most ironic thing of all in Rabbi Nachman, is that this entire Avaidah, which has taken us weeks already, of realizing that it's, that it, trying to be Zaychet, that place of Chayn, where everything is just a muscle for Elokos, and it's not me, and it's all just, it's Mamish just a muscle. I don't even know what the Nimshal is, I Mamish have nothing, it's Ayin and Bittal, and even when I'm Isaac in, in Nigla, or in that territory of Esav, in its root, in, in the deepest senses, my motivation is just trying to get to that place of chayn. I'm just trying to get to bittel. I'm trying to dismantle myself. I'm trying to look in the mirror without any reflection at all. And Rabbi Nachman says, Gevaldik, Gevaldik, Gevaldik. And the sum total of all of that is, now you're something. And this is, by the way, in, in its core, the, the most, I would say probably the most essential key to understanding Taras Rabbi Nachman Bechalal is to realize the place and the infrastructure of this Hashem where Rabbi Nachman is. So, for example, in, in, in Avadis Hashem, there are, let's put it this way, there's more schools than this, but let's, for, for simplicity's sake, let's say you have Avadis HaMusser, and you have, let's say, um, you know, most of Chassidus, let's say primarily Chabad Chassidus, and you have Breslov. Let's, let's pretend those are the only schools we got in Avadis Hashem. Let's pretend. There's more, there's more, but let's put it that way. What's Musser about? So there's three stages, again, of Hashem. There's, 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 there's dealing with false yesh, being, then stage two, being zaycha to mamish, being nothing, and stage three, being zaycha to embrace yesh hamiti. Musr is what? Is stage one, trying to figure out how to handle your false sense of yesh. What's Chabad Chasidis? Every mimer of Chabad Chasidis, anyone that's ever learned any Torah from the Baltanian, Mithla Rebbe, and so on, is what? Every single mimer is basically about like this world is nothing. It's all just a mushal, It's just a lakos. It's a, there's no you. It's just all the rabbanishlo. That's the next madrega of of ayin. Comes Rabbi Nachman. Rabbi Nachman says after Musr and after Taras Chabad. So comes Rabbi Nachman and says now do despite this and now talk to Hashem in your own language about your inyanim. My inyanim. I went through Musr, which says that my inyanim are all treif. And I went through Chabad Chasidis, which says that I don't have any inyan. And now I come to Breslov, and I'm supposed to talk about my inyan. Rabbi says, yeah, exactly. Not, you know, the Chiddush of, of, of Hispaidus was not to talk to Hashem. The Chiddush of Rabbi Nachman, by the way, in Hispaidus was to talk to Hashem verbally, to move your lips, to say it out loud. That was the Chiddush of Rabbi Nachman. Other tzaddikim talked about Hispaidus. Rabbi Nachman's Chiddush was, say it out loud, make words of it. Make words of it. Something that's mamoshes. In other words, embrace your new defined holy sense of self. And that's, by the way, 
not anything like in the, even in this Torah of Rabbi Nachman. It's not anything that you that you're. It, it's something that you're zeichet. It's a gift from above, because only the Rabbanu Shalom is the great is the something, and only He can give you somethingness. What's your avayda? Your avayda is the first two steps. The first two steps. Somehow figure out how to grapple with the Malchus of Esa, your Yesh, and get to a place of Ayin, that's your Avaidah. Once you do that, then the Rabbani Shalom will give you as a Matana, a healthy sense of Yesh, and everything therefore that you request and you want, automatically is what God wants. By the way, this is summed up in the Gemara. The Gemara says that when you have something to eat and you want to eat an apple, whatever it is, so before you make the bracha, says the Gemara brachas, it's all summed up in the Gemara. The Gemara says, before you make the bracha, then what's the truth? The truth is, Lashem Aretz Malaya, it's all God's, it's not your apple. You make a bracha, then the truth is, It's your apple now. But what's the irony of all ironies? What's the bracha? So the bracha is the key to making my apple. And what am I saying with a bracha? What I'm saying with a bracha is, not only is, is the apple God's, there is no apple. It's just mamish, the apple is just a vehicle for the Rabbani Shalom to express himself in the world. So it starts off not mine, and by me, by me, Acknowledging that that it's not mine, it becomes mine. That's the site over here. Yesh, Ayin, Yesh. That's the key of Avodas Hashem. That's the story of this of this Torah. That's again. You you start off in the land of Esav. You work through that Yeshus. You're zayichet that place of Chain, which is nothing. And from there, you get an additional tough, which means now there's space in God's heart for you, and everything you request is automatically God's request. You went from Yesh, a false Yesh, an earthly Yesh. To nothing, to finally the Yesh Amiti. And that's Teresa Rabbi Nachman, that's Mamash with all breasts. All the Chizik and Ein Liyayish, all that stuff from Rabbi Nachman is, is emanating from this truth that all of Teresa Rabbi Nachman is trying to, is trying to uh, get us to that final stage, which is after Musr and after Chabad Chasid, is to get to, to bring a Yesh Amiti into our system where what you say is God's words and what you want is God's request. And that's the, and therefore there's nothing to be Miyayish. Why, why is there no Yesh? If you're nothing, there's uh, there could be yish. <laughs> the answer is it's not, not you're not. It's mamish. You, you, when you look in the mirror, you sing a chelak lekavim al mamish. Why would that, there can't be yish with that? That's the sader of Yenachman. That's the that's how tefillos are neskabel. So that's the amazing thing that after all the avoid of bittel, you get to that place of uh, of yish where where you could actually now embrace what you actually what you want. See, in that whole place of chain, you were ignoring your requests. You were putting yourself to the side. You were ignoring what you wanted. It was just all about what God is saying to you. But finally, when you fully embrace that place of chain, now the Rebbe says, okay, now I'm giving you a piece of myself, and now tell me what you want. Tell me what you want. This is why, okay, there's a lot, lot more to say about this. Okay, we'll, we'll continue next week. Shalom Yisraeli, Sinachas.